in the Soul Brother album, amazing, uh, which is in my personal top 20. Um, it's not regarded as high in, in hip-hop history. We were always talking about, last time Isaac was here, the Kendrick Lamar album had just dropped. And I, you know, since then, Isaac, there's one thing, and I'm not being critical of Kendrick Lamar. I mean, he's an amazing artist. I think that he's the voice of this current generation. Mm. But there's one thing, when I listen to his album, the first couple of times I was blown away with how deep it was but there's one thing that if there's one critique that I have that album is not something that you can listen to over and over again hmm. because it's too deep like the song where he's arguing hmm. with his with his wife that's so deep and so dark that's not something that you want to drive around the beltway listening to like you don't want to drive up lake lakeshore boulevard listening to that and i think kendrick and i respect him because he's like bleep you i'm gonna do what i want to do yeah but his music has gotten so deep and so personal that it's almost another genre it's like a subgenre of hip-hop music and one of the things that are fundamental elements of hip-hop is playback in 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 radio spins and it's hard to do radio spins when you're talking about mental health and, and talking about not getting along with your father or talking about beating addiction to alcohol or, oh, or yeah. loss or stuff like that. I'm not saying that it makes it less relevant as an artistic endeavor. I'm just saying that I do understand, especially younger people, you're not going to be driving around, bumping around, listening to that because it's just so no. deep. Once you hear it once, it's like, all right, I've, I've it's kind of like certain movies, Isaac, you can watch over and over again because yeah. they're funny yeah. and they make you laugh. But some movies are so deep. And so once you've seen it, you're like, all right, I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. I, mean, I, don't, I don't need to binge watch that. And, and that, that was one of my first comments after I, I listened to it. I said, is this a you did. Is this an experience? Yeah not a replayable because exactly. i told my friend of mine i said I, I can't name one tune on there that's got a t catchy yeah it's not catchy you know you, you know should be having my baby baby right, <laughs> right. I, I couldn't think of right. one catchy it's not something you're gonna hear on the beat one-on-one but like, every 30 minutes if like, you haven't not. heard it i would say you gotta block hear out an You've hour of it. time isn't an hour yeah, an hour an hour and a half a little bit more now. and i would say listen and another to two and another two hours one after another right you need an hour to listen to it, and another two hours to for, for some therapy yourself. Like you need, to, you're gonna need to take inventory of your yeah. own life and be like, man, I made some bad decisions, and you know, I have right. some inner demons that. So you, it's and like the, a four-hour experience, and then hour put on the show, and then put on the show, and then put on the show. You've yeah. experienced it. That's yeah. what Kendrick it's, wanted it's from you. Very, very well put. Um, it's an experience. Yeah, but is it? an album that you can just is it like Wu-Tang Clan where you're like you know Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with you know it's not it's, it's not so, bad it's, it's something it's something different um, I wanted to ask you a couple questions I know we have some guests coming in there's one area where I feel like I've underutilized your experience and talents uh, we talk a lot about you know Isaac if you're new to to Lance Day Radio Network um, Isaac Palmer Jr. has um, a prolific background he's been a CEO at multiple hospitals, uh, was a CEO at Hinsdale in Chicago, Illinois, 
He was a CEO at the Christus system. Um, so he's been in the, the SDA healthcare system. He's been, which I'm a product of, he's been in the Catholic healthcare system, which is amongst one of the best in, in the world. Um, and he was a CEO in, in that system down in Shreveport, Louisiana. So two completely demographics, but many of the same issues. Um, then he's held other uh, very high executive roles in Florida and, and, and currently in, in Chicago in his current role. So he's he's done a lot of things in healthcare. He's mentored people. Um, he's been mentored. He, he understands the, the boardroom. He understands the politics. He understands uh, beyond just you know, putting on a suit and being able to make a speech, but the things that it takes to be a successful CEO and, and to have longevity as a CEO. And, and that's, that's something I get so many questions about from listeners, uh, people that are looking to move forward and advance in their careers, but trying to understand the concept of longevity. I talk a lot about some of the fundamentals that have helped me to, to be successful in healthcare and, and transition into entrepreneurship, but I don't always ask Isaac those things. Now he's talked to, he's talked on this show about authenticity. He's talked on this show about, you know, when you became a CEO that you would emulate people that you looked up to. And, and over time you realized that it was important to be yourself, um, the good, the bad and the ugly. But one thing I don't really ask Isaac a lot about, I have so many people that have reached out to me about you know, they're trying to move forward in their careers and they're trying to build teams and they're trying to build cultures. I don't ask Isaac enough about culture building because he knows more about building culture than, than I do. And, and really anybody else that comes on this show frequently. How do you build your cultures as a C-suite? Because I have so many people that have reached out to me or even some people that I do some uh, some consulting and coaching for. They're in new roles. They're in C-suite roles. Um, especially black women, a lot of black women that reach out to me that they're in their first C-suite role. And some of them are working for Fortune 500 companies and they're looking to create an indelible mark as they're building culture and they're, and they're coming in, they have all of these fresh and brilliant ideas, but you're at a, you're at a company who has their own culture, they have their own uh, standards and you're trying to be a change agent how have you been able to maneuver in that in your career? What type of people did you surround yourself with as far as people that reported to you? Not the people that mentored you, but who did you hire? Um, what type of staff meetings do you have? How are your one-on-ones? What did you do to build culture and build people that reported to you that you could trust, but could also help you to do the things that you needed to do from a P&L standpoint? Yeah, first of all, I, I, don't like that, I don't like the way we approach culture, which is oftentimes build culture, uh, create culture. Culture is created by the people, and it is, it is what your workforce has created to ensure their survivability. Mm. And so it's the little things, it's the little workarounds. You know, I, well, I still I take staples, staples home uh, because they're doing this. It's the little stuff. I come in late because it doesn't really matter. Um, it's the little things that they do. And so how I approach culture is all I can do is define how you will survive okay and then make it comfortable for you to do your job okay and so I'm, I'm looking for the high performers as well if i if i can what is your what is your definition of a high performer every every ceo has a different definition uh they do the job well right. and they they treat customers well or they treat uh, people well and they see and some they, some people are not as high on treating people well they're high on the p l side it's, it's is this a both. unit of roi am i getting a high roi but if they're a bully or they don't treat people well i'm willing i'm willing to to overlook that if they're at a plus at generating revenue the hardest thing to do in healthcare is to um 
is to start an IV uh, and that mm. patient enjoy it. <laughs> mm. uh, and and that, that, that takes some conversation. That takes some lead up. Right. And that takes some, some explaining. This is what I'm But technically, you still have to be technically good at handling right. a needle and right. skin right. And, and a blood vessel. So right. that's why I always say you got to be technically good at your job people, yeah. and treat people well. Right. Uh, and so what I do from a, from, you know, from a CEO position is just make sure I define clearly you will you will have you can work here as long as you want to if you can do this and this okay and I and I protect you okay so I, so you don't have to make if you're a high performer you don't have to come up with well this is what I do to make sure I can keep my job if you do this and you do that and I'm and I try to now find you're talking about I'm to interject because there's a difference are you talking about at the VP C-suite level people that report to you or are you talking about filtering down to the management I'm and teaching staff management level? to okay. do this to their people Got it. as well. Got it. And if, if you're not currently doing this and that, and I'm talking about uh, uh, technical and people, if you're not currently, then the conversation is, what do you need? Right. And, and, and when can you get there? Because when you get there, you will be protected. Have you seen in cultures, is that consistent? Because uh, what I like about your experience, you've been in the north, you've been down in the southeast, which is a different culture. You've been in Shreveport, which is a completely different culture. But same issues, right? You know, still people that have health challenges, um, some people that have financial challenges. Um, there's poverty in Chicago on the south side of Chicago, but then there's poverty in Shreveport, which is a different type of poverty. Mm -hmm. But you're still focused on making sure that your constituents and the people that that uh, patronize your hospital system or outpatient clinics have what they need and, and they should get that customer service. Do you, what, what have you seen as far as differences in the cultures when you stepped in like culture a versus culture B, or is it kind of, uh, you know, kind of an average kind of consistent, or is it some, some wild, you know, polar opposites that you're in one place cultures this way, you go to another uh, position in another company and it's completely different. No, I, I didn't notice anything drastic. Okay. I'm, you know, and I, and I, I, I gotta say, I'm not that uh, observant socially okay. to, to notice those nuances in, in the, the culture of the, the cities. What I noticed was everybody, every, everyone comes to a job to do something altruistic versus the paycheck. Y yeah, you, right. you, you got to meet the, the basics, right. paycheck and hours. Hierarchy, yeah. But everyone has something else they want to achieve in the job. I, mean, I can tap into that and mm. make, sure, make sure it's very clear. When you're here, you're able to do this on top of uh, your, your task. Um, that, that builds culture. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios. As a former quality executive who has literally retrieved and coded millions of charts, I've worked with our new partners over at Episource for many years and am proud to now serve as a brand ambassador and part of their product development team. Episource is a global industry leader in chart retrieval, coding, quality analytics, and in-home assessments. For information on Episource, go to www.episource.com and fill out one of their contact forms to request a demonstration. We ready, Professor? Yeah. We'll start with an easy one. Is your name, in fact, Deshaun Fredericks? Yeah. True. 
And do you reside, in fact, the 1200 block of Woodyear Street in West Baltimore? Yeah. True. And did you and Vonnell shoot your boy Pookie down on Carey Street just like Monell said you did? Nah, no. Bye. Mm. Mm-hmm. Machine is never wrong, son. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. James Lewis. And what the pistol packing people say, you better obey. Just in the nick of time, I commit the perfect crime. Rip my heart out my chest and put it right into a rhyme. I don't feel pain because that's all in the mind. And what's mine is mine and yours is mine. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. I'm a bald head with a knife. I want your money or your life. So, 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 so. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. 